Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And if that is you, if you are seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance, well, then today's episode is in the sweet spot for you. So I had on the show Jason De Silva, who's our head of client success, and we talked about a new, absolutely new tool that is like completely changing the game for property investors all across Australia, and it is called a property portfolio growth plan. So we talked about we took Jason's like leading up the team that is doing all of that kind of stuff. So we really dig into it. We talk about you know what is it, how does it work, what are some of the success stories, who is it for, and why this is something that is really I think critical for any investor at any stage of the journey. We talked about you know, some success stories, some people that had to get their reframing. And we talked about like the different levers and how time affects the portfolio. So if you're interested in understanding how to build a portfolio that will help you to, that will actually achieve your dreams, your goals, and everything that you want in life, then this is an episode for you. It's super informative and super interesting. And if you want, if you listen to this episode and you're like, oh my God, I want a property portfolio growth plan, this is, yeah, let, let me add it. We'll put a link in the show notes that you can book in directly with one of our portfolio plan advisors. Have a chat with them. See if it is right for you. And if it is, we can help you to move forward and create a plan there. Or if you're not ready to just click a link and book in a call with someone, and I'm an introvert, I understand that. You might be like, ah, can I just go and suss things out a little bit more? You can head to our website, head to dashdot.com.au, check out the What We Do page. You can see all of the stuff we do there, and I can't wait to help you too. But without any further ado, let's get stuck right into it, and I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. Joining me on today's show is Jason De Silva. Jason, you've been on the show before, but a hell of a lot has changed since then. You were now the head of client success at Dashdot, the big head. How have things been since the big since, dog? The big, <laughs> the big dog, the big dog making clients happy, left, right, and centre. Mate, tell me what's been happening. Last time you came on the show, we talked about your investor journey personally. We talked about you know what that's looked like for you as a millennial investor, getting ahead and all of that kind of stuff. What's what's happened since then? Give us a bit of give us a bit of background. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit that's happened since then. So uh, since I bought those last two properties, I did buy another property, which is which is really exciting, uh, and a different different strategy there as well. I've also been gr growing out the team, so we've grown out our team quite significantly since then. We've started. Uh, a few different business units. So I've started a portfolio planning uh, business unit as part of the client success team, which is really exciting. Uh, we're also doing quite a few exciting things in, in the property space as well. So yeah, it's definitely been a, a bit of a change since, since we last spoke. Awesome. Awesome. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, there's been a lot, there's definitely been a lot going on there. And I think it's really cool. Like in the, um, you know, I guess our approach, um, the, the hours in like me, you, and obviously the rest of the team, the approach in this kind of like, Call it turbulent environment, interest rates are going yeah. up, is really going, okay, well, how do we better serve people? Like how do we find how do we find more ways to solve the genuine and real problems that property investors face at every step of the journey? Um, and a lot of that because that is all around client success. And we look at clients as being obviously not just current clients, but also you know, also people who are, you know, everyone's a client basically, right? So to yep. us. Yep. So, so it's like looking at how do we solve all of those steps. There's quite a lot has kind of fallen in your account, which has been pretty cool. Um, what we want to talk about today, though, is the portfolio growth plans, which is a brilliant new addition, something that we've been cooking up for like the last couple of years. And anyone mm. who's listened to the last couple of episodes of the uh, of the podcast will have heard me talk about it in the intro. 
because I've been telling people it's coming. I mean, what we want to do in this episode is take a little bit of a deep dive into it. Talk about like what is a portfolio growth plan? Um, you know, who is it for? Why? You know, we're just going to let's dig into it and we'll talk about some success stories and all of that kind of sure. stuff. But before we get started, like actually, let's this is I was getting started. Why? Mm. Why? What is a portfolio growth plan? So a portfolio growth plan is a strategic plan that we work with clients to build. And the idea behind that is that we we take into account all the client's goals, their hopes, dreams, desires, and essentially put that on paper and build a roadmap for them to follow in order to achieve their goals. Because what we've found is a lot of clients come on board with, with a big goal that they want to achieve, but they haven't really put much thought into how they would achieve it and kind of breaking that goal down into, I think you talk about it. I've talked about it previously in some other podcasts as well. We're breaking it down into years and months and days. So we kind of do that for the clients and build build a plan that they can follow. We can help them build together in order to get them to that goal. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. And the interesting thing about that is because like that can sound like if, if I was to take that on face value, that mm. might sound like something that you could almost sketch out on a piece of paper. Like, oh, okay, cool. So you want to do this. Okay, so you've got this big goal. Now let's just like draw a little thing here and then let's mm. break it down into some steps. And anyone who's done any kind of like um, goal goal planning and stuff, or anyone who's listened to any of our episodes to talk about like how to do that, you know, it is quite a it is quite a um, we'll call it an unscientific process. It's like I want X by X. What do, what steps do I need to take by doing it? And it's quite pragmatic, but it's it's relatively unscientific. You've, there's like still gaps in there of like how is this done. The thing about the portfolio growth plan is that it is quite scientific. You know, we originally obviously started building this like two years ago. Gabby and I built mm. this in this crazy complex spreadsheet, um, which was actually too complex for us to be able to roll out. <laughs> to <climb. laughs> so now we've turned it into a pretty sophisticated piece of software, which actually maps the specifics of like how that is going to happen. And so, you know, to to kind of just expand on that, and I'd love you to kind of talk about it because you're actually a lot closer to this tool these mm. days than than I am. But one of the one of the things that I personally really love about it, it's very easy for someone to say, "Oh, you want to get to a hundred thousand dollars in ten years or whatever? That's cool. Just buy a property every two years, or like yeah. something like super simplistic like that. Yeah. yeah, or like a single page spreadsheet which just assumes like." If you have two thousand dollars cash flow per property, and just kind of like do really mm. simple basic maths, one of the things that, that I really love about the tool is that it specifically and like with a stupidly high level of uh, mathematical accuracy actually factors in. Like, okay, if I take equity out of property one to fund property three, what does that actually do for my cash flow for the portfolio yep. and for that property? And what happens if I add savings here? And then what happens if I allow a little bit of time? And what happens if I actually adjust the interest rate a little bit? And what happens if I do all of that? And so it's every single property is specifically an interlinked. And then you can actually map out what actually happens if you use equity, if you use savings, if you use all these different things to hit your goals. And so, actually, so it's the most realistic thing that I have ever so I've never seen anything else on it uh, like like this on the market that can realistically yep. tell you, okay, if I start here and I do these these set of things, I will end there based on all of these assumptions. Have you got any other kind of color that you want to want to add to that? Because I'm a bit yeah, of a nerd. That's a really so I, good point. I, I particularly <sighs> like the nerdiness of it. So but what do you think? Yeah, it's a it's a very complex model and we've have tried to build it to suit as many client scenarios as possible and to make it as personalized as possible to the point where we can include a savings rate, so that will continuously compound uh, over the over the purchasing cycle and over the model as well. And also, we can we can predict using the model 
when the client will be in a position to purchase their next property using cash and equity as well. So it's not just about telling the client you'll be able to buy a property in two years or whatever. We can tell them like almost to the month when they'll be able to be in a position to be able to use the cash and equity or a combination of mm -hmm. both. Or if they only want to use cash, we can tell them when they would have the cash ready to be able to execute on all those purchases as well. So we can go into quite a lot of detail to make sure we're delivering the right outcome. Yeah, I think it's really it's pretty interesting, right? Because one of the biggest problems, um, and again, I'd love your insight on this as well, because again, you're now the head of client success, but you've personally um, you know, managed the journey of so many of our clients and are now still very closely related. One of the biggest challenge that are challenges that I think most investors face is a lack of clarity. You know, they <laughs> this yeah. is a this is a really interesting thing. Let me riff on this for a little minute because I think it's something that people don't talk about, right? So people might uh, so generally speaking, most people want to create a, a life of freedom, choice, and abundance, whatever that means to them, the ability to mm -hmm. do what they want, when they want, with who they want. Now, if they get to a point where they decide that property investing is going to be the vehicle to get them there, that is great. So then they go, okay, yep. cool. I'm going to invest in real estate. That activity is going to get me to this place, this place where mm -hmm. I can do what I want, when I want, with who I want. Now, we are, I would say, the best in the country at finding the right property in the right place at the right time, getting maximal returns, doing all of that kind of stuff. But, but even if you fully believe that you have bought the best possible property in the entire country based on your set of circumstances, you might still actually have no idea if that property is actually going to help you hit your goals. Yeah. And this is something that people don't talk about, right? There's a lot of focus on like, uh, how do I find the right hotspot? Or, or what is a good property versus a bad property? Or um, should I choose to do this kind of a property strategy or should I choose to do that kind of property strategy? But nobody's actually talking about the fact that even if you do whatever, any of those things, get the right property in the right place at the right time, mm. you still don't know if that is going to get you to your goals. And so yep. there's a thing that most people don't talk about, and that is that there is an underlying anxiety in every single investor, a little noise that is buzzing in their brain and probably probably in their chest. I know this because I have felt this, where mm. they're going, I literally still don't even know if I'm on the right path. I'm making these decisions and it's like, this little noise of like, man, I just hope, I just hope that if I keep doing this, yeah. I'm going to get there. I just, I just yep. hope. And, and, so what I love about this is it just takes all that away. You you just go, you can just go, okay, cool. Okay, so this is like a recipe book, right? If I do A plus B plus C plus D plus, I'll get to the thing. It's like all of a sudden that layer of anxiety is gone. I think this is like the biggest possible That's such a good gift. Point. Yeah, I think it's the biggest possible gift you can give to any investor. Great, great awesome. Let's get great properties that crush it, right? But what happens if you could have a plan that would tell you to how to get to your goals, regardless of pretty much whatever you, but even if you've already got dud properties, it's like, okay, mm. what do we need to do now? So personally, I think this is, and I think that because this is a little tricky thing that most people don't even realize they have that, like that buzzing anxiety under, under yeah. if you can take that away, that creates so much freedom in their life right now today. But that's, I, I love that about this. What, what do you think is it, What do you think about that? And do you have any other thoughts around how this is changing uh, the way people approach their, their journey? 100%. That, that's such a good point. Uh, we've had so many clients now that have built such strong portfolios, but they're, they're in a little, 
in a, in, in a sense of uncertainty because they're unsure whether they, they have purchased the right amount of properties to get to their goal, whether they need to purchase another two or three or four or five. So they're just in a or bit none. of- Or none. Or none. Or none. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's really going to be helpful to provide clarity to clients so they know where they currently sit and what they need to do in order to achieve their goals. And that could be nothing uh, as well. We've had quite a few clients that we've built plans for where they, they've done everything. They've built the base, they've built the portfolio that's going to provide the income that they need. All they need to do now is just uh, sit back and relax and let the portfolio compound in the background. So uh, there's been a lot of, lot of peace uh, as you've said, with some of the clients that we've been creating plans for, and how, that is a really that is such an interesting thing to to think about, right? Mm. Because even with you know with some clients who have like already you know let's say they bought four, five, six, seven properties or whatever the case yep. may be, and they might be you know they might have been working with us for a few years. They built a property portfolio. Some of the you know we've had some of them on the show, and they've built these portfolios. And even those guys are going, do I still need to buy more? How many more do I need? And like yeah. and then all of a sudden you do a plan, and it's like. Well, you actually don't need to do anything. You can, you can, you, you can stop. You can stop right now, and you will yeah. hit your goal. And that is a game changer. Like that is a game changer because because if you imagine, just imagine, if you had no idea, like let's say you own five properties, right? Let's just use that as a benchmark, just yeah. for the for the example. Let's say you got five properties, and your goal is to I don't know have a hundred thousand um, dollars reliable uh, passive income, and you're, you have literally no idea, do you need to buy five more or 10 more or one mm. more or anything? And so you're at this point where you go, okay, okay, cool. So I've still, got a, I've still got a mountain to climb, but I have no idea where the top of the mountain is. Yep. But then imagine if you got a plan that said, oh, hey, oh, hey, you're there. If, you, if that mm. is your goal, if that is your goal and if that is the timeline that you want to achieve the goal, then as of today, you can do nothing and you will hit that goal in that timeline. Obviously, not at that day, but obviously, let's say it's five or 10 years in the future. That changes the game because, like, because what we're talking about here, like with property investing, it's not – property investing is not who can buy the most houses. Property investing is not who can, like, have the biggest numbers. It's not about any of those ego metrics. Yeah. It's about – it's about how do you live the best life? How do you how do you live a life of freedom, choice, and abundance? And if you knew that you'd already done the things that you needed to do, then that would change the way you live your life today. That you would then sure. turn around and go, oh, so I don't need to save every single dollar that I earn in order to continue to invest in property. I could actually go on a holiday around Europe for a few months. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden that delayed, that kind of like one day in the future, I'll do the things that I love. You get to actually start doing the things you love today because you've already done the work you need to do to get to where you need to get to by the time. And so all of a sudden, right. the dynamic of the life today changes. So yep. I think, you know, I think people really underestimate the importance of having a plan. But then also, even if people do have a plan, it's usually so unscientific that it's kind of effectively here saying conjecture. It gives a bit of clarity, right. but doesn't actually give any purpose. So, like, who's best suited for this? Then is it, is this really for people who've already got a portfolio, or is this for people who have just who are just thinking about it? Like, who's what who's suited for a portfolio growth plan? I would say everyone would be suited for a, a portfolio growth plan, and we've actually created plans for quite a few different types of investors. So we've built plans for clients that have no properties and they're just starting out, and it's really helpful for those clients because 
they get to skip all of the mistakes. They can have a plan that's good to go, that's built in line with their situation, that has the recipe that they need to follow in order to move forward so they can get started on the right foot because we all know the importance of of property number one and building that initial base. So they get to avoid all those all those mistakes, I guess you could call it. And we've also built plans for more experienced investors as well that already have uh, properties in their portfolio. I think the most that we've done is 14. So we've built a plan for an investor that had 14 properties. And the benefit for those investors is they can see how their portfolio currently sits and what it's going to look like in the future and what needs to be and what are the gaps that they need to fill in order to move them closer to their goals. So um, I would say almost every investor should consider getting a portfolio plan. Yeah, it's interesting. And you say every investor, and a lot of people, a lot of people forget that um, the biggest cohort of investors have zero properties. Yeah, <laughs> like like that is the biggest cohort of investors. Everyone talk, we all, and we always talk about it too. It's like, oh, you know, seventy one percent of property investors get stuck at one property, and ninety percent get stuck at two. It's like, hang on a second, but most investors get stuck at zero, right? Mm. Because yep. they're psychologically, they're like, right, I want to do, want to, want to, want to do this, but they, they've got. You know, analysis paralysis, anxiety. What if I get it wrong? Is this? Am I going to choose the right thing? And so, being able to crack through that and go, ah, now I can see what I need to do. That actually takes more people from zero to one. And if we can help people get from zero to one, we can help them get from one to two, the two to three, and and so on and so forth. So I think correct. It's, it's a total game changer. Obviously, our mission is to transform the way the world invests. We want to help as many people to build wealth and create a prosperous society. That, that's, our, that's our goal. I think this is such a game changer for that. One thing that I was uh, going to ask or going to mention was that I also think it's really interesting for people who have got a, um, how do I phrase this the right way? They bought some duds, right? Mm. And, they, and, so, and so sometimes selling a property is, maybe it's not on the table. Maybe somebody's got a property and it maybe it's maybe it's not a dud, but maybe they've got a couple of negatively geared properties. Let's just use that as an example. Yeah. Let's say that let's say they've got a principal place of residence and they've got two negatively geared properties and they're like, well, I want a hundred thousand dollars passive income in 10 years. Mm. That's cool because then you can actually go, well, this is what we would need to do. If if you want to keep all of those properties, then this is what we would need to do to get to that destination as well. Have yeah. you seen any have you seen any examples of that kind of a thing? I've actually just seen that in my own portfolio. So I built I built a portfolio plan for myself. And as we've spoken about on the last on the last podcast that we did together, that that first property was a negatively geared off the plan apartment. So by building a plan for myself, I was able to see how my own portfolio sits and and how I can continue to move forward with selling that property and also with retaining it as well. So with clients that want to see what what it looks like and have a look at multiple different scenarios, we can model that and pressure test that with them. Um, as opposed to it just being a one-sided conversation from our end, we can take into account anything that the client wants us to consider as well. So it's more of a a conversation and a, a collaboration with the client as opposed to us just prescribing something without without mm. working with them on it. Yeah, that's really interesting. That is actually a really interesting point because um, there, are, there are so many variables, right? Yeah. So many variables in life and there's all of that and, and so many different ways to carve up the cake. You know, it's like, well, what if I have a $2,000 a month saving rate? What if I, mm. what if we double down and we increase that to a $3,000 a month saving rate? What if, um, what if our current saving rate is five five thousand dollars a month, but we're about to have a kid and we expect that to go to zero? <laughs> yeah. What if in what if in t- two years time we plan on doing X? 
Um, what if what if interest rates go up? What if you know? And so we're able to build in all of these different kind of assumptions and go, okay, cool. Let's let's make this completely uh, completely personalized. Have you ever seen a situation where the plan actually was worse than someone's expectations and beliefs? I'm very interested in that. I'm very interested in that. Like because some people. Yeah. Because nobody has any clarity around even what is possible. Like if I was, some people are like, I want to have a sixty thousand dollars passive income from my property portfolio in twenty years, which is a like super achievable goal, right? Mm. But some people are like, I want a million dollars passive income in three years, and I'm not going to ha- put any savings into it or <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Have you seen it? Have you seen any situations where someone's had um, goals that have been uh, unrealistic, and then had to like go well actually like here's a real plan like have you seen anything like that yeah we've seen that happen quite frequently actually one one example that comes to mind is one of our clients had a goal to achieve a passive income of two hundred forty thousand dollars in five years Mm. and he had a very high savings rate so in in his mind he's like i've got all the resources to do this and let's like let's have a look and see if we can make that a reality. And we actually test drove multiple different scenarios for this client. And from going through the planning process with him, we we weren't able to get, get there in five years. We were able to get there in seven years. And by showing him that plan and showing him what properties needed to be purchased, when they would need to be purchased, it was able to bring that bring that goal a bit more like down to earth and being able to go through it with the client and say, we can't achieve it in five years. We can even achieve it in seven years and this is how we will do it. So we've had quite a few of those conversations with clients as part of the planning process. And in that example, like what, how did the client react to that? Like, because that is, that's interesting. Cause it's not saying, sorry, you can't ever get there. It's saying, no, no, you can get there, but just on a slightly different timeline, this is how it's done. Was that, were they, were they angry? <laughs> <laughs> that they no, couldn't, no. or were they like, "Oh my god, this is cool"? Now I know. Like, tell me about what, what was that like? Yeah, one hundred percent. So that was a, that was a really interesting conversation because we were able to not say that it we can still achieve the goal, but it would be a longer time frame. We were able to actually show the client what would happen um, in that seven year scenario, and also how the plan would look if the if the timeline was extended. Because once once that goal was achieved in seven years, every year after that was exponential. Like the cash flow was just compounding so significantly after that period. And I think it was in year year ten or year twelve, it it had gotten to like three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars of cash flow in that portfolio just by doing nothing and just accumulating those properties and and just having the compounding effect moving forward. So mm-hmm. it wasn't met with any with any anger or, or frustration. It was actually clarity because the client was like i have this goal and we're able to achieve a plan that's that's going to move the client close to the goal so definitely by showing the client the actual plan and showing them the fundamentals behind what needs to happen in the recipe i uh, was able to provide a lot of clarity in that situation yeah it's interesting since you started um because i know you were very excited when we uh when we created this tool mm-hmm. um because you like to think about modeling and stuff quite a lot as well what are some of the biggest um I guess like mental shifts, aha moments, breakthroughs that you've personally had looking at all of this kind of stuff. Like what's been the what's been the biggest shift for you that you're like, whoa, even I I had no idea that the portfolios could do that. What what any of those kind of moments for you? The biggest the biggest uh, shift for me was probably the waiting and time, to be honest. So looking at the compounding exponential effect of just between 10 and 15 years is is such a big difference. So if a client, for example, has a goal to achieve $100,000 of passive income and we've built a plan for them that 
that's able to achieve that in 10 years, if they did nothing from that point forward in 15 years, that that cash flow goal would almost double. It would get to almost $200,000 just by them not purchasing any properties, letting the properties compound and and having that benefit. So the benefit of time has been has been a really big one. Uh, it's also been interesting to see the effects of buying higher value assets in a slower purchasing window as opposed to buying smaller assets quicker. Uh, as well in terms of seeing that difference in the modeling. And and that that's also quite helpful because there are some clients that don't want to have 10, 15 properties in their portfolio. They might want to have five or six. So we're able to show them uh, the, the effects of that as well. So a lot of cool insights have come through for sure. Mm, that's really interesting. So have you got any examples of like, a, like a, I guess, like a kind of a standard, like a classic kind of scenario that you could maybe, that you could maybe share with us of like, you know, if someone's just starting out and they want to get from A to B, have you got any kind of examples of, of what that looks like? What's an achievable goal um, that they can do? Because a lot of people have, again, have no idea what an achievable goal looks like. Yeah, 100%. There's there's quite a few different scenarios that we can explore. Like with some of the clients that we've seen, a very common goal is to achieve $100,000 in in 10 to 15 years. Uh, that that seems to be a very common goal with with a lot of our clients coming on board. And just from our just from our perspective, we've built a lot of models uh, around that goal, and the and the magic number of, of properties seems to be around that four to five, four to five good quality properties purchased in a very quick purchasing window, so about a two to five year window, and then just letting the properties compound and and moving forward that way. Obviously, there are, there are some clients that might want to continue purchasing um, after those properties have been accumulated, but from a lot of the models that we've been creating with our clients, it seems to be four to five is that magic number and purchasing them as quickly as possible to get that compounding benefit over the long term seems to be the recipe for success. Mm. So when you say the compounding benefit, like one of the things that I don't think people take into consideration is the compound the compounding of rents. Like people, yeah. think, think, people think about the compounding of um, of prices. You know, everyone's like, oh, compound growth, compound growth, compound growth. But it's like rents, rents go up each year as well and they go up versus the rent that they already were like specifically yep. that is specifically compounding um and the the compound rate of rents has actually been increasing mm. um over the last you know little period of time and it's only going to get worse as well like it's only yeah. it's only going to get worse so um i think people are missing like the importance of that so the and also mm. the importance of the time okay so if someone's if so so just to kind of reiterate, if someone's like got say let's say seventy five k cash and they're just getting started. What's a real what's a realistic outcome for them? So from I can actually share. Would it be beneficial if I shared my screen and went through? That'd like be awesome. A well, yeah. Okay. Cool. So if before we do that, if anyone's, yes. listen, if anyone's listening to this audio, um, there will be a link in the show notes to for you to be able to go to the YouTube channel to be able to watch this as well. Um, because this could be a big eye opener. Because what we're going to do now is we'll actually have a look at the tool, and you get to see what it looks like. So this is going to be pretty exciting too. So, yeah, Jason, absolutely, let's have a look. So this is a, a case study model that we've been working on um, on the inside. So this is for a, a very common scenario that we get. So I'll just go through the inputs here. So this client has seventy five thousand dollars of of cash available. They've got a borrowing capacity uh, of a million dollars. They're saving two thousand dollars per month. That seems to be a very common savings rate that we we see across our clients. And their goal is to achieve $100,000 passive income and a portfolio value of $2 million in 15 years. So we've been able to build a plan for for this client that gets them to that goal. It actually exceeds that goal. It goes to $111,000 with purchasing six properties 
in their portfolio. Wow. Six properties. And, and they purchase those properties over how long? Like when does they, like how long does it take them to acquire those six properties? In this, so, in this example, this is obviously this just example. A, this is obviously just a kind of an example portfolio. This is not someone's actually por- actual portfolio. But in this example, to hit those numbers, what do they need to do? How long does it take them in terms of actually buying properties? So the purchasing window for this client is seven years. So they start in August, 2023, they purchase the first property and then they purchase the last property in June, 2030. So seven year purchasing window and then they do nothing for eight years. Yeah, interesting. And yeah. So it's kind of like almost like purchase for half and then do nothing for half. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Because you get a you get a diminishing benefit once you hit that period where regard, like the more properties you add, it actually doesn't make a significant difference in the shorter term in terms mm. of getting the client to that goal. So that that's something that we have realized as well, where the benefit of waiting versus adding in more properties in terms of getting to the goal quicker is actually not a big difference in the shorter term. In the longer term, it is. Uh, but once a client's built that asset base, it's waiting is definitely more beneficial than continuing to add more properties and and leveraging out because once you leverage out you increase the the debt on the properties as well yeah because it's interesting right because a lot of people aren't thinking about that because because number one it depends on what point in time you're trying to measure too right it's yeah to, if, if you're trying to measure to a specific point in time then you need to optimize for that point in time Correct. if you're optimizing for a if the timeline is different and you can because if you're leveraging equity you're going to be reducing your cash flow in those properties so at yep. some point you've got to stop digging the hole deeper and let the hole yep. fill, let the hole fill yeah. up a little bit, <laughs> yes. you know, a little bit more. Yep. So just on that point, are you able to show us what the um, kind of cash flow on that seven year journey based on this? Can you show us like what that looks like? Is it because a lot of people think it's linear, but what I think is really interesting is to look at is to look at this. So yeah, for sure. Let me just change it to a thirty year period so we can have a look at that. Uh, so you'll see here, um, it starts off, the portfolio is uh, $1,200 negative, and then it's a slight negative period for another two years. So two, $4,000 negative, $3,000 negative, and then it just slowly starts compounding over that period. So you'll have a look and see here, and in, in 2037, it gets to 95000 then 111, which is when we achieved the goal. And then it's just exponential from there. So in, mm. in twenty, Why does it have that dip? Mm. Why does it have that dip? Uh, which dip, sorry? The dip at around twenty forty four is that because like the loan can do, like the loans have changed or what what's what's all that about? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. So with with this plan, it's been modeled on an interest only period for for the first five years. So once the interest only period reverts to principal interest, there is a slight dip there, um, as there's the the principal payments kick in, um, and then it continues compounding from there because the rents the rents have also gone up significantly in that period of time as well. So the property is still moving in a in a cash flow positive direction. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. And this is one of the things, again, that's really cool about this is because it can actually model like what happens if my loan conditions change over time and like all of that kind of stuff, rather than just creating a simplistic kind of straight line equation. Um, what does that look like if we look at how the um, equity compounds over that period of time? Good question. So we've just got the equity growth on on this tool as well. So we've got that at the bottom here. We've got three uh, different sections. So we've got a portfolio value section, we've got a total equity section, and then an available equity. And the available equity section is set at the start with the client in terms of what is the maximum LVR they're comfortable with from a from a risk profile perspective. So uh, that that is also on a on a compounding trajectory as well. As you can see here, we start off with. Uh, portfolio value of three hundred thirty thousand with that with that first property that we've purchased, and then once we get to uh, twenty thirty seven, we get a portfolio value of, of four million, 
and then we get a total equity of 1.9 million and available equity of 1.1 million in the portfolio. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So you can actually kind of start to see into the details. If you just go back up to the um to the dashboard uh, top, yeah. right at the top, you can actually start to see into the distance. Okay, cool. By the time that I've set my goal, I'm going to end up with a portfolio that that looks like this. I'm going to have this much debt, this much equity, and I'm going to have this much cash flow in my portfolio. It's pretty. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. One hundred percent. Awesome. That's really cool. Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing that. Give us a little bit of optics on what that actually looks like. So what I th- what I think is really interesting about that is like those optics that I think that again I think people are missing. Now, what's probably important to talk about is like, is this a financial plan? Like, <laughs> is this actually a financial de- plan? Definitely not a financial plan. <laughs> and why? Why not? Right? Why not? So the reason that it's not a financial plan is is we're not we're not licensed to give uh, property uh, financial advice. Sorry, so we are licensed advi- to give property advice. Though. We are licensed to give property advice. We're not licensed to give financial advice. So, um, with all these things that we've taken into account, with the debt levels and the savings rates and the LVR, please please consult a, a licensed professional before before moving forward. Yeah, for sure. But the other thing is is not taking into consideration. So the inputs are based on. Uh, the inputs are based on like basically what you tell us, right? So Correct. cool, right? We'll base it on these set of assumptions. And all of the things are based on a set of assumptions, but it's not taking into consideration things like um, tax, because we're not licensed to that. Uh, it's not yep. taking into consideration things like super, maybe specifically, or um, structures, or, you know, there's like loads of different things, you know, and we're not obviously giving advice on whole life wealth. So no shares, no, like, like all of these other things that are outside the remit of the things that we could. So this is specifically a property portfolio growth plan. It is very isolated to yep. let's build you a plan around your properties based on a set of assumptions, a set of assumptions, which are clearly outlined and just, and you know, all of that kind of stuff. But based on those assumptions, this is what you can do. But nonetheless, they're still stupidly comprehensive and very, very, very insightful. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the coolest success stories or transformations that you've seen? Like what are some of the biggest, like, holy smokes. <laughs> Kind of yeah, we've we've had quite a few of these with with going through this process for some of our existing clients. So one example is our client Peter. Uh, he had a goal to achieve seventy thousand dollars of passive income in fifteen years when he first started working with us. Um, prior to creating his plan, he'd already purchased purchased five properties with Dashdot. And when we when we created his plan, we found that he'd already achieved that goal goal and more with the portfolio that he already had. So he had a portfolio of five properties. And if he had done nothing uh, from just finishing off those five purchases, he, he would have achieved a passive income of $110,000, I believe it was, uh, which is absolutely insane. So when we, when we reached out to him with that result, he was absolutely ecstatic. And what we've seen as well with some of our clients is when we've told them that they've achieved their goal, they want to increase the goal and continue moving forward as opposed to just stopping and, and going on a beach somewhere. So that's been a really interesting insight as well uh, from some of our clients. They're quite keen to continue pushing the envelope and uh, continue moving forward in their portfolio. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, right? Because if you if you feel like you're winning, then you want to continue to win. It's kind of like it's that, it's that compounding benefit of success. So like if you, let's say you started a health and fitness journey if you don't see any results, if you don't see that your muscles are getting bigger or you're losing any weight, you're going to actually kind of like lose interest and you're going to be like, ah, this doesn't work for me. And this is kind of, yeah, yeah, it's not very cool. But if you, if you have some measurement and the thing is, the thing is here with like health and fitness, you do have measurement tools. You've got scales, you've got 
apps, you've got all these things. You don't really have that for property, right? So, so, but if you have a measurement tool and if you jump on the scales every day and you're on a health and fitness, uh, a weight loss journey or whatever, and you jump on the scales every day and you see that the actions you're taking are actually translating to the results you want, your weight is going down, you're going to be far more likely to, to stick with the thing that you're doing because you're like, oh my God, I'm winning. And even if you hit your goal, you're going to be like, well, I mean, I've already got that. wonder what else I could do. And then you start to stretch and expand yeah. and start to grow into a new kind of way. So I think it's super For awesome. Sure. I think it's that's super a, awesome. That's a, really good, that's a really good point, Goose, because the other thing that we can take into account in the plan as well is uh, updated valuations and updated rents. So if a client has purchased a property with us, we do use some growth assumptions in our modeling, but if their property has surpass that growth assumption we can put those numbers into the plan and then they can see um how that how that changes their equity and and their cash flow position as well so we can kind of use this uh, the portfolio growth plan as a live document that we work together with the client on after each acquisition that is such a good that is such a good point right because it's not mm-hmm. about just creating a pretty picture and going hey here's your pretty picture and if yeah. you just go do these things it's like okay so in theory what we need to do is we need to purchase, for example, a $400,000 property at a 6% yield, yada, yada, yada. But then if in practice, you actually buy a $360,000 property on a 5.8% yield, actually updating that with the actual will yeah. change the plan. Yep. But also, not just at the point of purchase, let's say the growth assumption is whatever, 8%, right? Mm. Now that property might grow by ten percent. Well, that would be good, but maybe that yeah. property only grows by three percent. So mm. then, um, so then over time, you can continuously update the plan and actually adjust it so that you can stay on track. It's like, okay, well, maybe Correct. rents. Okay, we thought rents were going to do this, but rents actually did this. Let's tweak that. Let's update it periodically, like every six months or so. Update the plan. Just keep on top of the uh, keep on top of it because then yep. that because you might you might start out with a plan that says something like let's just keep it simple buy mm. buy, buy six four hundred thousand dollar properties at six percent yield right but then yep. you might get three properties in and actually go okay well now things have changed uh, maybe you only need to buy five properties in total to achieve your goal that'd be cool or in fact maybe you need to actually buy a seventh property because maybe the assumptions that we've made or whatever aren't aren't you know whatever so you can kind of like continue to keep this as a live document, tweak, twist, adjust, and make sure that as you walk down the path, you're still making decisions that are going to make sure you hit your goal. Because if you just put a stake in the ground at the start and say, I'm going to do X and never check in on it ever again, you could end up, if you're off by, if you're off by one degree over a hundred kilometers, that can end up putting you out by a really, really, really long distance. So continuously tweaking and adjusting and calibrating that compass along the way is going to make sure you get to that destination. So that's a really, really, really good point. Is there anything else that you want to share with people about the the portfolio growth plan? Yeah, I think uh, what would be helpful would be to go through the process uh, for the portfolio plan. So what what it looks like from our end, if we have anyone that is interested in taking that up. So uh, the the first step is we have just on this as well, we have a team of four portfolio strategists that are 
that are working full time to create and build these plans for our clients. So um, as part of the planning process, we first will do a consultation with the client to spend some time getting to deeply understand their their goals, their hopes, dreams, desires. What is their borrowing capacity? What is their starting point? How comfortable are they with risk? What is their savings rate that they want to contribute towards their portfolio? And there's a, there's a whole other host uh, of questions that we ask just to get as much clarity as possible uh, on the client situation. Uh, from there, we will build the plan in line with with those questions and those assumptions, and we'll present we'll present that plan to the client. So we'll jump on a call with them, go through um, all the assumptions that we've taken into account, all the goals that we've taken into account, and we'll present the plan to them. If there are any changes that need to be made, if there are any revisions, any additional scenarios that we want to trial, we can implement that and represent the plan to the client as well. And then finally, we will have a, a live link so the client has access to that plan uh, at any time. So if they want to review the dashboard, see what it looks like, if they ask us to make changes after a property they've purchased, we can make those changes and it will refresh uh, on their end as well. So it's not some old hefty book that you get. It's a, it's a live document that will update um, as the client's uh, situation changes as well. Yeah, a live digital dashboard, which is so yeah. cool because it means you can carry it around effectively in your pocket. You know, you're at a barbecue, you can show people like, "Hey, <laughs> check this out." You know, so it is pretty cool. It's, it, I love the fact that it is fully digital and it's not mm. some, it's not some big, thick, printed out, yeah, hundred page document. You know, that people are going to kind of like dig through. It's like it's smooth, it's clean, it's crisp, but it's digital, which is um, which is really really awesome too. So great to go through the process, Jason. I'm excited by this, and I know that we're already seeing heaps of great results, great results with this plan. And I just want to say thanks for coming on um, on the show to talk about it. Great to see you again. Great to have you here. Let's leave it there for now. But guys, if you want to get a your own property portfolio growth plan, we will chuck a link in the show notes for you to book in. Otherwise, you can go to dashdot.com.au. You can actually go to the go to the what we do section, and then you'll see all of the different stuff that we're doing. And we're adding loads of new ways to be able to serve you as an investor at every stage of the journey. So check there, check that out. You can book in a call there. We'll have a booking call in the show notes, or you can go to the website. Jason, thanks so much. Look forward to seeing you soon.